and welcome. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the show called Luke's Creative Podcast. In it, I talk to generally creative people about general creative topics. If you want to know more, go check out episode one of season one and I explain the motivations and the goals of this podcast project in a lot more detail there. Uh, one thing I've got to mention though, that this, this is not an interview show. It's more of a show about conversations um, and I say that now because I just listened back to the recording um, that makes up the bulk of this podcast. Uh, I did it in September of 2010 and I guess the last time I listened back through it was when I was doing the audio editing of it probably in October last year and I'm actually just now listening back again surprised at how much talking I do compared to the other person um, in this episode but I guess that's what I'm like when I get very enthusiastic about things and I'm very enthusiastic about music and songwriting and things like that and that's what I talk about in this episode with Nat Osborne he's a musician that I met in New York last year and uh, we talk a little bit about you know the where we met and how, where we were hanging out uh, the uh, the episode will start with one of his pieces of music and uh, and then we get sidetracked into a discussion you know if, after a misunderstanding about where he's from and a gig that we went to in uh, in Manhattan. Um, but we get onto the good stuff quite soon. Now, what you need to do is also check out the website, lukeburridge.com forward slash creative, and you check out the show notes because we do mention other artists. So if you ever want to listen to the other musicians that we talk about, most of them um, based in New York, uh, you can find the links to their music there. Uh, you can you know check them out on MySpace or YouTube or wherever they, or the websites themselves wherever they put the music. Also, um, you can uh, email me Luke at Juggler.net if you've got any feedback or any comments or anything like that. If you're enjoying the show, um, you can send. Uh, those uh, those emails to me. I've got some good feedback from the last few episodes already, but I'll maybe sharing them on a future on a future show. Otherwise, uh, yeah, let's just get straight to the interview. Start off with some music, and then onto a great discussion with Nat Osborne. So here you go. Take your time on the telephone. Take what's mine and be gone.
So with me is uh, Nat Osborne. Is it Nathan or Nathaniel or what is it? It's Nathaniel. Nathaniel Osborne, otherwise known as Nat Osborne. And uh, and I came across Nat um, pretty much in the first week or the first full week I was here in New York because I'm in New York for a month. And uh, Billy, one of the one of the uh, sort of housemates in the apartment that I'm living in, says, "Hey, you're into music. Come over. We're doing this thing with some guitars, and we're going to sit around on a roof in an apartment, and we're going to share songs. So come along and join in." And I was like, "Hey, great!" So I came over to this place, Matt's, Nat's, sorry, Nat's, if I could call you Matt's there, That's but right. Nat's, Nat's apartment, and uh, and I met Nat's, and Nat, why, why don't you just introduce yourself? I mean, what, what kind of things do you do, really, as a musician? Well, I'm a composer and songwriter, <clears throat> uh, piano player, guitar player, and yeah, uh, lead a couple bands, playing a couple bands, and yeah. trying to do the impossible which is of, uh, which is be a, a professional a musician. musician in New York City. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell you what, let's just start off a bit about your like a background and why you came to New York City because you and a lot of this other group of your friends that have been sort of hanging out with over the last few weeks and going to different bands and sit, you know doing different things with um, all come from or a lot of you seem to come from Portland, uh, not in Oregon but in Maine. So what's what was what, what was the music scene that, like there? Well, only only couple of them it kind of goes back to um a bunch of us met at college yeah uh, i went to skidmore college yeah as did my friend lyle and where was skidmore college skidmore is in upstate new york oh, upstate new york i'm okay. originally from new york right um and then but lyle who became a good friend of mine is also a songwriter yeah um is from portland and a bunch of his friends who are phenomenal musicians have moved down to the city oh okay i and thought so you we, were connected with them more from because you, you i'm connected to them through lyle oh through lyle but you know you you because you seem to know the musicians uh, from uh, there yeah and things well like. i've gone up and visited up there. yeah it's a great town they get great oh okay great i thought i thought that's where you're from as well or that you'd been based there or, or something like that but no, a lot of it's it's actually more a college connection it's more through Skidmore. Um, oh, okay. Four out of the eight or whatever songwriters there were the other night actually yeah. went to Skidmore, and the other ones are just um, musicians who I've come across in a number of ways who I just instantly respected and instantly wanted to, you know, trade ideas with. Okay. So, um, so this this group and things. But the weird thing is, is that we went to that gig. You invited me. No, who invited me along? I can't remember who invited me along. No, it was Lyle who invited me along. He says, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. there's this guy called Nigel Hall, and I know him from Portland. It's a free gig. Why don't you come along? And so yeah. after sort of I was invited over just to swap songs, and it was really great, and the songs were really interesting, and, you know, it was a really nice atmosphere swapping songs, but I'd never actually heard any of your music or any of the other people's music there. So right. I wasn't really quite sure sort of what, maybe not the level of music, but, you know, sort of just the musicianship of quite a lot of these people were. Right. And then yeah. I went to see Nigel Hall, who wasn't part of that group, but was just a phenomenal musician and right. playing with this phenomenal bass player and phenomenal um uh, drummer as well uh, and yeah. the trumpet player and it was just one of the most surprising musical experiences I've had just because it was sold to me as like hey come and check out this right. free gig with well, some yeah, guy that we know from Portland N <laughs> Nigel happens to be a friend of Lyle's back in Portland Portland's a, 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 a fairly small and uh, you know uh, insular scene but I mean Nigel is Nigel is hanging out with some serious cats. Yeah, yeah. And those guys, the guys he was playing with, that was Adam Deitch on drums and Eric Krasner on guitar. Those guys are pretty, pretty well-known musicians. Those yeah. guys, those guys have traveled the world. They play in the band Soul Live, uh, right. which was, um, which is for the now ten years now has been pretty popular, as well as playing in other projects yeah. like Lettuce and um, so. And Lyle is, 
uh, knows Nigel, who's started to sing with Soul Live, um, and so, so through that, through, through that, connection. his, but his for me, friend was, is on stage yeah. playing a free show with some world class musicians. I know, so, and it, that's what it was so surprising because it's literally yeah. the one of the best ever sort of like jazz slash funk kind yeah, of sets that yeah, I've seen just yeah. just randomly like that. It yeah, is pretty Ni- impressive. His, so. Nigel's voice is just unbelievable, yeah. man. Yeah, and they're and they're playing there in the what was it in the Rockwood Music Hall, which mm-hmm. I just saw this post on your wall. It says you're playing there on, in September as well. That was last year. Oh, last September. <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay. I try to keep some of the posters. Oh, okay, uh, that I thought like that was—I thought that was in a few days' time, in a week's time. Or I wish I'm uh, playing there in two weeks' time. Oh, actually. you're playing in two weeks' time. Uh, okay, so I can't keep it long. So just a bit. Let's talk a little bit about this group of friends as well, because this is—we were chatting the other day, and, and this was one of the things that really sort of caught my attention, and really what, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you like this for this podcast is that you said it took you a long time to find a group of a group of people who that you could. Let me put it this way: that you who took music as seriously as you did. Mm-hmm. So, can you just say a bit more about that and how you sort of found some of these people or what? They... Yeah, yeah. I had this idea, I had this realization about a. Uh, I've been in, living in Brooklyn for two years now. I had this year, realization about a year ago that since I've moved to the city, I have I have not been writing as many songs as I used to, partially because I I like my creative environment to be isolated and it's really hard to find an isolated space in New York Um, but also because I just didn't have I wasn't um, constantly well you're always simulated in New York but but, uh, I like to write when I travel and I've kind of settled down in New York and, and I guess every day is a traveling adventure in New York City but for one reason or another I wasn't writing as much music and thought that it'd be great to get a group of people who approached songwriting and as in this as seriously as I do but not in the same way I wanted to I actively wanted to get a group of about you know uh, six to eight uh, songwriters and musicians who all have their own unique style that's different from each other um, to come together and create a forum for um, for sharing ideas and getting feedback and and just playing and just having just having an excuse to play once a week. You get so busy in New York that two weeks can go by and you'll say, "Well, oh, I haven't I haven't written a song or I haven't yeah, done, haven't picked up a guitar." Yeah. A, yeah, yeah. Or or if you're picking up a guitar, it's because you're running off to a gig here and there, and you're like yeah. you feel like you're always running behind, and there's not as much time to just settle and be creative. So I told myself that the best thing I could do for myself was create an atmosphere that you know once every other week or in, um, you know once a month or once once a week even, the kind of the same group of people get together and talk about uh, what they're working on and also have it have it be almost almost like assignments. Like this week, everyone's going to write a song with these five words. Or this yeah. week, everyone's going to write a song for the person to their left, you know, and that type yeah. of thing. Just just to kind of keep the juices flowing and almost like flex your, your muscles. Um, so that that was that's that's the idea, and it's. And Have you done this before, or is this something new that you're trying just in New York, just over the last? It's something new that I'm trying. I mean, I guess at college, this stuff just happens. You just end up in a living yeah. room with a bunch of people who write. You know, I went to a a small liberal arts school in upstate New York that was just saturated with artists and musicians mm-hmm. and songwriters, and which was great. And you'd always find yourself from time to time in someone's living room with a bunch of instruments, yeah, just and jamming. You're yeah. like, well, if you play this song. I remember you played this song a while ago. You played. Or oh, here's something I'm working on, and I just wanted that atmosphere again. It's, yeah, I had that the same great, kind of thing at you know? university as well because I did music at university. It's music production, but everyone had a guitar in the room. 
room or a keyboard in their right. room and some people had a drum set in their room right. you know and you could just go from dorm room to dorm room or like and then later on we could just go from you know to different people's apartments and different houses and things like that and, right. and just jam and, and swap music so I know that kind of I know that kind of atmosphere that you right. want to and recreate great. and that's what in yeah. and your your energy starts to you know magnify with other people's energy and all of a sudden you mm -hmm. just find yourself more creatively stimulated yeah than you so when was that when was the first meeting that you had here in New York was it just well the funny thing is we the first one we did was about eight months ago uh, okay and everyone had a great time and we said well let's do this again next week and the email chain went out and it was like well so and so can't do this well let's do what about Thursday no didn't yeah. and then after about a month of us not being able to find a day to just kind of fell we all got super busy and yeah. have talked about every time we see each other well we got to get the songwriter circle going again yeah. so and it was what how many ago, people it was it was uh, like the sort of core group of what's five about, or six? about five or six yeah. people and then since there's those eight months have passed yeah. there have been a couple people I've come across or run into at shows or met or just listened to who I've yeah. said oh they would be great for the songwriter circle and it's usually people who uh, who when I when you hear their songs uh, they have a very s strong sense of craft yes. but also have a strong sense of self because I actively didn't want to get a group of people together who were um, I didn't want two people who were similar because when you have people <laughs> who are too similar, then then competition starts to come across. Yeah. So I wanted, you know, I wanted like the the Johnny Cash type songwriter, and then like your R and B songwriter, and then your Bob Dylan type songwriter, and then your like pop type songwriter, and everyone yeah. to kind of talk about the middle ground that we all share, but not yeah. not you know, but come from various backgrounds. Well, this is what really surprised me about it is that because I turned up and you'd already this was that was the one that I came to was that the first That's one That's the first one that oh, we wow. started up. Yeah. yeah so I'm glad you were able to come. Yeah, because it was it was so amazing because Billy was just like hey come along you should be yeah you you write some because he didn't know any of my music or something like that right. so I again so I wasn't quite sure what kind of situation it was going to be into so people you people were just going around and sharing like not so much new songs but more like works in progress stuff that they'd had for a few months knocking around and right. they wanted some feedback on and um who was it who was there it was um a guy called Miguel who yeah. he he sang a song and it was quite long and and everyone said well it's a bit it was like two songs put together which was an interesting right, thing right. so then we had like a a 25 minute discussion on how mm. to put songs together yeah. if you're going to join two songs together <laughs> what would be the best way to do it and it was a great conversation but i wasn't expecting that at all cuz literally i was expecting Here's my song, and everyone to go. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and then yeah, you sort of yeah. pass the guitar onto the next person. But you know, it was it had actually some quite interesting things, and and there was even the idea came up to like, how would you perform a song which you weren't quite sure how it was going to end, and the idea of a multiple choice ending yeah. of a song or something like that. Maybe people could Twitter it, like <laughs> send send tweet messages or text messages from the clap once for this, yeah, 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 yeah. Twice for this or, or do something, you know, <laughs> yeah. and and then you could work out how you're going to finish the song with interest, you know. And it, there was all of that came from just this one one person sharing one song and then I sang a song and then it passed on and it was at Sveta who mm. and she but she just had the oh no no it wasn't it was Lyle sang a song and I almost cried because it was yeah, so just, it was so yeah, emotional yeah. he's like just like um so this is a song that I've never played for anyone before just myself and it was uh and he said your song before which I didn't hear Billy's song or something it says you, you wrote a song about after after your breakup um and it was very figurative. It was very metaphorical right. or something Billy, like Billy that. Billy was talking about how yeah. he had written this song and taken all the specific elements out of it so it became a little more abstract, even yeah. though it was just a breakup song, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And then Lyle's was like the opposite, the opposite of that. <laughs> like, I'm just specific. I'm just yeah, it's yeah. just like, this is exactly what I was feeling and a week after I broke up. Right, and, that, and, and you just played it and everyone was just like... Right, and that's kind of exactly what I wanted. I wanted, to, you know, I yeah. wanted that songwriter who said, well... 
you know, I wrote this song and then I decided to take all the specifics out. And then the next person to say, well, I did the same, I did the same type of song, mm. but approached it completely differently, you know? Yeah, but at the same time, I felt a bit weird because I didn't, I didn't actually have a song in progress, which I knew good enough just to play. So I was just like, I'm just going to play an older song. Right. You can give me feedback if you want, but it's pretty much but set. Pretty much you know? set. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't give me too much. Though. Yeah, it's like, don't make me, don't get changed. Yeah, yeah. After I've been singing it this way for eight years. Yeah, exactly. Or however long it was. Um, so, but that was really good. Oh yeah, and then Sveta, she just played a bit in the with a piano, and this was another really weird thing. As you've seen her play live on her CD, when well, you've seen her yeah, play, I, I I knew her CD. I actually met her at a gig. She was the bartender. Ah, and okay. We chatted, and she handed me her CD, and I gave her one of mine. And 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 it's the type of thing where you you know people give you CDs all the time, and I go home and I always listen to them. But it's very rare that you put it in and your jaw drops, and you just say, "Oh my God, I need to know yeah. this person and play yeah. music with this person." And I put this in. I remember in her. CD starts off with just her and like those walls reading guitar quiet, yeah. and then the, it's just like the drums drop like actually I should edit this yeah you should you should you should do that just yeah. that drop and then all of a sudden the band crush and there's horns and like it just sounds like a mad drunken like Eastern European parade and it's yeah it's it, it was amazing and then the whole CD I mean it's only five songs uh-huh, on the and CD it's just power of the whole so CD is like this that, is exactly so. what you said you said ah because she was just there playing it on the piano and there was a few nice lines in it and I quite like the idea of the song but you don't that's definitely someone who is not just a singer-songwriter because you know with a singer-songwriter you can just give them a guitar and they pretty much do a complete version of whatever they're going to do musically right. they can just do it on the guitar all the musical ideas that are in their head they can do on the guitar and all the songwriting and all the lyrics that are in their head they can just sing whereas right. Sveta that's not like that at all right. all of the musical ideas that she has right. it requires production or it requires right, right, right. a band you're, you're, and you're sitting there watching her play piano and, and, and you can tell she's thinking she's like well there's like 18 other things that yeah there's, right there's a flugel hall and, uh, and, well, and, and but it was weird because you were saying no that song with her production is awesome and I was going yeah maybe yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. maybe and then you go home and, and then I go home she yeah. gave me the CD <laughs> yeah. and I listened to it and I'm like this is awesome it's really <laughs> great so check her out on MySpace I'm sure it's all there as well mm-hmm. um well you know and I had an interesting um Thing similar to what she's to playing that. this weekend, isn't she? So I think so. Yeah, she? so I think so. On, on I, I think I had it in my diary for the twenty fifth or something, or twenty sixth. So I'll have to. Oh, Lyle's playing on the twenty sixth. Yeah, but she is as well. Yeah, she... I mean, she's playing at eight o'clock, but Lyle is playing. Oh, at that's 12 right. And we we're going to go to both. Yeah. yeah that's so, right. so I'm going to see if I can. Yeah. Them. So if I'm going to yeah, see we... if I can get to both of those. Yeah, we're going to go yeah. check out both of those. I was going to say I had a similar situation. I had I and 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 college I led a nine piece band anywhere between nine and eleven piece band and the band kind of disintegrated as we all graduated and moved on and I I found myself um, booking a solo tour um, through England and Ireland and I ended up Ended up just going to Ireland. Yeah, that's a um, long story. We're not, not going to get into that. that. <laughs> ended up just going to Ireland but I found myself facing a repertoire that was made for nine musicians and I had this realization that I had to I had to I had to write songs that worked as just myself, mm-hmm. a guitar, and my voice. So, I kind of I I I'm it, I understand. I have a lot of songs like like Sveta in, in my repertoire that just I just can't just play by myself. Yeah. You know. Yeah, um, there's a, there's a few songs that I do like that, but it's not because I because I I haven't played in a band for like years and years and right. years. Um, but now what happens is I'll write a song. I I played you that one the last time called On the Hill, and I wrote it with 
the product well not so much with the production in mind but I I always write with too many words in my songs and this is not just too many words there's like four distinct parts of the songs there's this there's the verse or the first part of the verse which is all set up there's sort of like the bridge that goes into the chorus uh, which is sort of the, the story part and then there's a spoken bit over the top of the of this bass run just before right. it kicks into yeah, the verse which isn't singing it's then spoken and then it goes into the into the chorus which is just the refrain part so there's like right. these four distinct parts in the first in the first verse through to the chorus and then in the second verse through to the chorus and then the middle eight through to the chorus but it's it's so it, it's so complex that I've never played it not even I've never played it live in a in a in a show of course but I've never actually since it, writing yeah. it I never actually learnt how to perform it, even though uh, I can. I, when I recorded the vocals, it was just one take all the way through with the vocals. But I can't actually do, put it all together with the guitar and stuff right. like that. And there's that, so much else going on. Play there, me that well. song, and I don't think I, I don't think I know anyone who'd be able to do that talk singing over that guitar line. That's it's totally because the timing, and yeah, because yeah, the, totally... the, the and I was trying to do this in this in this last section after the chorus. There's this whole singing. There's this whole speaking part where I'm just talking. And when I was doing it, I had. It, and uh, my girlfriend at the time, when she saw me recording it, she was really laughing when I was recording it because all the way through, I was sort of like doing this. I can't show, but I was sort of like doing this with my hand to get the timing right. But and that's that wasn't just yeah. with the singing part. That was just with, with the, the speaking. just with the speaking part. Yeah. That was actually almost like a conductor having to conduct myself just to get right. the timing right. right, just to do it. And it was, uh, but it was one of those things that you just you have that, and you're like, well, that exists. Yeah. And I might never be able to perform it. You <laughs> have multi-track recording. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... but it's it's. It's also the same as that. I just don't think. Oh, this is what I wanted to mention. I, we were just sitting downstairs. I said I'll save this for the um, for the for the discussion on the podcast, which was that after um, after sitting around and playing with all you guys, and then going and seeing these other music, and then listening to the listening to your CD, your various CDs, and finding you your your music on you know because Lyle gave me a CD, Sveta gave me a CD. I listened to Amy's music. She was here in the last mm-hmm. in this last group, and your music, and uh, and some other people's too. But it it suddenly makes me think. Oh, I want a band. I want to be in a band, you know, because I was suddenly so inspired musically that I just I literally got out my, you know, well not my guitar. I got Billy's guitar because it's at her uh, back in the apartment, and he let me use it. So I was suddenly doing that, and I was playing through my songs, and I was like trying out these songs that I've not tried for ages, just because it was immediate. Like you say, you get a group of people together, and you're immediately inspired to to create, or not even even though like that first for the first like five days after that, I never thought even about writing a song. I just wanted to get my fingers. We used to play in the Right, after yeah. two months off because I've been travelling so much I just wanted to get my fingers used to playing and then I thought well now I'll write a new song and then you played us that song the new song that you've, that you've, you've yeah well there was this the idea was that you, you said that we're gonna, everyone's going to pick a word um, which was uh, which was that, and then everyone would suggest a word and then everybody had to write a song with those with words those in words, it the thing which... is I wasn't included on the email list right. so I missed it <laughs> but you wrote a song with some of these words oh, there was yeah. three words there was there well, was, it ended up being yeah, only three people cast out words. Yeah, so there was, some people weren't on the email list and didn't didn't get. And around. you you played that song, and it came to that second verse where all these words were, and I was like ka-ching, and you're like shut up, Luke, because <laughs> as you were singing, what were the three odd, words again? Odd, odd few words. There was yeah, rebound. So rebound. Svetith put out rebound. I put out the word glass. Yeah, and then. Um, Alex Fester put out Fester yeah so, <laughs> so it, Fester Glass and Rebound yeah, yeah but how funny. did that work as just a songwriting what, did it work for you as well did you actually get you off your ass and write a new song or? I did yeah well I what I ended up doing was uh, 
the next day, like you're saying, you're coming out coming out of that type of, you know, eight people getting together playing music. You, you feel very inspired. The next day, I started a song, um, and at that point, people hadn't sent out their words. But in the next few two or three days, I got the words, and so my first verse didn't have the words, but the second verse, I kind of had set the song up and worked them out, and then, and it was it was great. It was it, it actually I think it worked pretty well. I mean, it was tough to fit Fester in there a little bit. But. Yeah, but it was good. It was it good. Worked out, you, know? And, you know, you could definitely sell it. It's definitely still a work in progress. Right? Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely still a work in progress. But yeah. But. It's, uh, it's a great exercise. Yeah. So, but I didn't make, didn't have that. So I just wrote a song. And so, one of my creative projects for this year is that I'm always writing new songs. I'm always coming up with new ideas. But I realized that last year, at the beginning of last year, I was uh, in Lisbon and I was doing sort of like what I was aiming to do here in New York, which was like a long, long holiday. I was there, you know, me. I was there with my ex girlfriend. We were there for three weeks, and then we had another three weeks outside of Lisbon somewhere else. Mm. And so the idea was that. Um, uh, was that we'd do a lot and hang out and it was a bit warmer than it's going to be in Berlin because Berlin would be under two foot of snow in that time because it was like in oh, January yeah. and February. Um, but the thing is then I had a trapped nerve in my spine so I was pretty much spent the entire first three weeks laying on my back not doing anything so uh, and I couldn't go out and I couldn't move around very much. It was really, really painful, really, really stressful. So I decided that I'm just going to write a song every week or something like that, which yeah. it, it was too much actually. But I wrote I wrote three songs and, and the idea wasn't just to write them but to actually record them and sort of do some kind of production. And the On the Hill song that I played you was one of those was one of those songs, which was written about the time I was spending on one of the there was a hill in um in Lisbon, just up the street, and everyone would go there and hang out. So that song was written about being there. Yeah, like yeah. it's like a fictional story of a meeting between a, a guy and a girl, but told with the inspiration of actually being a real a real place. Um, so that was the good. But then for the rest of the year, I only wrote like after January, I only wrote like three songs in that's a whole year. That, that's how it happens. Like, I know. So spurts so and... so this month, uh, so one of my plans and goals for two thousand and ten was that I would write. The idea was to write an album's worth of music, which I was interpreting as being like one song per month. You right. know. Yeah. So, but I, I fell behind. So I haven't done one for July and August because I was traveling all throughout July and August. So now mm. in September, I've got to. I got decided to, to catch songs. up. Yeah. But the song that I wrote just now was so specific to September. It literally has the line in it. It's 2010 now when you're just three weeks past 30, which right. was like just now. It was right. like last yeah. week or two weeks ago when I was, you know, getting, you know, because I've just turned 30 and uh, and it was written very, very specifically for that. But I had a lot of fun. But once once a song like that gets in my head, it's I it goes, you know, I can write it down very quickly. It's just one of those things. and I, But it always ends up with, like I say, too many words, which is right. And I don't know about you, but I mean, you travel all the time. But when I, when I travel, I tend to be inspired and tend to turn that into songs. I tend to write. Music tends to come to me more when I travel. Yeah, it happens. It happens to me sometimes like that. But again, I can't travel with a musical instrument, so I've just got to use what's right. there. And I have ideas for lyrics, but for me, I'm because I'm quite creative in different ways like when I'm traveling I, I often think more about photography or I think about writing right. or things right. like that or just or just seeing seeing the world but uh, right. so so this so the song that I wrote while I'm in New York it has one mention of New York but it's not about New York whereas I think I, probably when I go home maybe I will write a song about New York uh, yeah. and actually sort of mention some more specific things that have happened here and what I felt like when I was here and what I felt like going home I'm not sure but you know yeah. Well, send me um, that song when you read it. I'd love to hear. Well, it. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll I'll send it over. I'll I'll uh, 
I'll email it to the songwriting circle or something. But uh, but for example, but for, for the song that I wrote, I've already put it up on YouTube. I've already recorded a version, put it up on YouTube for people to for people to listen to and things like that. Which this is, is the new one. Yeah, the new one. Yeah, cool. which is called "In Ten Years." The idea yeah, being. The idea being that I'm going to finish this. I'm going to actually finish writing the song in ten years and, and say what my life has done in ten years' time. Which I've written songs which have taken me four years to complete the writing of them, but to actually so plan not, to write something in ten over ten years, or yeah, to actually come back and set a reminder it. on your computer in yeah. ten years, finish that song. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm not. I'm not sure how it'll work. Out. Yeah, I, there was I a, would totally forget about it. <laughs> the, the, the song that I wrote actually in. Well, no, because it's always there. You know, I won't forget about it because it'll now be one of the songs that I play right, when yeah. I'm sitting down and messing around on the guitar. Right. I'll I'll get it out and I'll play that song. You know, so that'll be a that that'll be a good one. But there's this, the one song that I wrote in January this year, which was the uh, it's um, I can't remember the name of it, but it was I started writing it when when me and Polar, my ex-girlfriend, we were travelling to Ireland and I started writing, writing so actually I'll just I do I'll just play a little bit of it. Um it's uh it, I wrote these just the sort of like the chords and some things, but I'll just do the first thing so it goes like I wrote it on the beach it goes Watching the sun go down Pretend there's no one else around Sitting hand in hand Pushing our toes into the sand And the sun, the birds skip out of reach As the waves crash on the beach And the wind is blowing free And the sun kisses the sea and there's a whisper softly heard It's wonderful It's wonderful And that's pretty much all I had of the song And I had some ideas for like that, you know, a bit more of the chorus and things But it literally took me years of messing around with it I think it was would have been in 96 when I started writing that, and I finished it in 2000. I actually wow. managed to finish it. But that's after years of thinking about it. And that's what happens with my music, is that it's just... I never have a final version of any of my songs. Hmm. And so they're always always I developing. That. I hear that. I, there are very few songs that I consider finished, but hmm. I, I tend to not have... I tend to have not enough patience to come back to them and I just move on to the next thing, you know? Really? So oh, if, yeah. if there's a song idea that you... Because you said this... Actually, I remember you saying this before when we were chatting last Wednesday. You said, oh, I've got an idea for a song and I've got the, I've got a great verse and then you'll have a really good song for... Like a, an idea for a great chorus. Right, yeah. I'll either have... It's often... The songs that I tend to keep, most of the song comes to me in the first sitting and then sometimes, which is really frustrating, I'll either write a very very cool verse or, or a nice chorus but can't seem to pair you know a verse to the chorus I've written or a chorus to the verse that I've written and it's tough and I, they tend to be the choruses tend to be uh, you know kind of very um, melodic open uh, uh, 
melodies, melodic melodies, you know, tend to be melodic choruses that I can't really attach meaning to the verse, or I have very wordy verses that I can't seem to sum up in a chorus. And that, yeah. that's the, the... So that's, you always want the, the, the message to be in the right, chorus. I, I feel like if I'm saying a lot of stuff in the verse, the chorus has to kind of be some simplified version of what I'm saying, Yeah, you know, just to kind of lay it out. But I can never do that and not feel like it's super cheesy or, uh, you know, forced. Yeah, but if it's a, if you're writing a pop song, it's it can be yeah, it can yeah, it true. can just. I mean, the thing is, I don't mind. I I consider all of the stuff that I do to be pop music, or right, in a, in yeah. a way, you know, I write pop songs. You know, I mean, right. some of them have got a different uh, a different mindset than most pop music will have, mm-hmm. or something. But uh, I'm not sure. It's it's one of those things. But yeah, just I, do, I don't I don't. It's just more it depends to who me. you're writing for. Yeah, for me, it's more like, do I feel like I'm being genuine? And if and I know when I'm not being genuine, when I feel like I'm like forcing something into a song it just doesn't feel genuine and i think the listener and any audience can feel that audience whether they know that's what they're feeling or not what do you mean genuine like from the songwriters uh, from the yeah I, that's a tough question what do i mean genuine i mean like uh if if it's actually what i want to say or if i just kind of was okay with it and forced it in there if it's like kind of like whether you're trying to fit a circle in a square and like just push it down and make it fit and what i'm talking about is like assigning meaning or or lyrics to 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 a part of a song that you're struggling with and yeah you either fight through it and make it and find something that works or you you know kind of you know tape it over with a quick fix and you always yeah. that quick fix will always come back to haunt you and you know, every time you see really? that song for me it'll always be like oh, no I, I know i know what you mean because this was this was what i was saying i think this is actually i said this the other day about my about this new song that i wrote the last three lines of the chorus end with um uh me no b right, c saying, and yeah. me uh, or something like that or nobody can ever see uh, no i i don't know no I can't remember the words, but it's but for me, I I never like too many um, lines that end with e. And you told us that before you even played the song. You're yeah, like, I'm I play the song, but I just want to let you know I don't really like the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's just the last three lines. But all of the other, none of the other lines in the entire song repeat except right. for these last three lines of the chorus, which is something I do quite often. Is that uh, as long as something repeats in a chorus. It works out fine, you know. Right. And so, you know, people who say, well, I've had people tell me before that they like that there's 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 not a repeating, you know, it's it, the chorus isn't always repeating word for word, and right. uh, I don't think that's needed in songs. At least that's what I tell myself because I, I don't do it very often <laughs> these yeah, days. I used yeah. to do it more, but now it's getting more and more that I can extend the meaning of the verse through into the chorus, True. and I can change the meaning of the song as I go through as the chorus changes. You were saying that before the chorus wraps up what the verse means, right? And in a way, those are the hardest songs to write. Not all the not all my songs do that, but yeah. I, I hear you. I, and the but, best but, songs are the ones that carry through to the chorus. Yeah, the but what I'm saying is that by having a different message in each chorus, I can actually change the meaning right, throughout true. the song. Okay. Like I think the one that I played in in the first time that we got together, the it, it talks about the first two choruses are in the present tense, and then the last one is in the past tense, and it actually covers back what the events were in the first two choruses right, you know it's just something right. that I, I like to do but it means that I'm telling us I can tell a story and even I'm not changing very much about the chorus just the the tense you know the right. past tense it goes suddenly goes into past tense and you realize it's actually behind me and I have managed to move on rather right. than being in the situation so. right and that those tend to be the strongest songs that the, the songs that 
chorus, maybe just one word changes to reflect what's just going, you know, it just shows motion. Maybe, you know, maybe not the strongest, but it's just, a, I think it's just a style. It's just a creative decision that I, that I take sometimes. Oh, no, not even, I, I, don't, I don't take it. It just happens without me a lot of the time. But, uh, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, like that song before, the only thing that re re uh, repeats is just the, it's wonderful. The, 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 it's wonderful line and that goes right. on but then actually on the last time it doesn't say it's wonderful it says you're wonderful so even yeah. then it's like yeah. one word actually that's repeats right. in, exactly in the three choruses yeah, that, yeah that one yeah. word difference can make a yeah. can make a huge difference can... yeah so anyway that was a long roundabout way to talk about we've talked about songwriting and, and doing this but the thing that i started off this section 20 minutes ago was saying it is inspiring and it makes me want a band Hmm. However, I went to see your gig on Saturday, and after seeing that gig, I was like, "I I don't want a band." <laughs> I know it's I know it's bad to say this, but you guys put together, and and I was expecting like at least an hour. In the, in the end, I worked out that it was that you were doing an hour long set, but then it was supposed to be, but yeah. it ended up being about a half hour show. Yeah, it was like thirty five minutes. I well, think and that's, it, yeah, it was a horribly frustrating night. Um, because the, the technician just goes, oh, okay, you've got to finish in 10 minutes or something. Yeah, just like, oh, one song, which is which is horrible. And it left left a really bitter taste in our mouth. You know, we, we'd put a lot of time into it. And uh, yeah. to have seven musicians on stage, we've rehearsed a lot. Yeah, I know. It's kind of a pain in the ass. But uh, that unfortunately, that's that's the way, kind of the way it is in a lot of places in New York, is that the clubs just want to pack as many bands in as possible because they turn over the crowd and therefore they get as many people through the door and then so it's everyone has people. a drink or yeah, something yeah yeah bring these people in let them have a drink kick them out next yeah I paid like eight dollars to get in for yeah, 35 for 35 minutes and I was like and I was asking because um, who else is down there there was Holly and uh, and, and Alex and Alex were down there as well I was like are you guys sticking around and they're like maybe I'm not sure yeah. and in the end they just left you know and yeah, it was and it felt better. but the reason I'm saying I don't want a band is that I, I don't think I could just for me personally is that I really enjoy just writing music and playing it for myself and putting some videos up on YouTube and sharing it online and stuff like that. I don't know my videos on YouTube only get like four or five hundred people watching them. I don't but, know, I've seen some of your videos get a couple No, no, the juggling videos. The juggling videos get a few thousand people, but yeah. music videos, me just playing the guitar generally is like three hundred right, right, yeah. or four hundred yeah, yeah. you know, views or something. But in a way, that, that makes me happy because I know that the 300 people, you know, they'll w watch the song once or twice and I'll get some comments about it. But you'd set up that whole thing. You'd practice, you must have practiced loads to get those songs. You know, I really enjoyed the music. It was really great. There was, what, 20 people watching at the, at yeah, the point? Yeah. And you managed to play for 35 minutes and then you had to pack up and... And go it's home. The, it's the way it is in New York. It's it's, it's just a tough. It's a tough town. It's unfortunate. Um, and you know, in, in like New York is is classically and famous for giving you tons of highs and tons of lows. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. that was a, a low. But you know, we've played shows where you know we've had over a hundred people and. Uh, and it's just been glorious, and, and, and yeah. you know, you come off the stage feeling, you know. Oh no, I've been there. I've been yeah, there with bands yeah, and I played yeah. music. Yeah. And then every once in a while, there's the, the the flop gig, and and that's the way it is. And you know, it 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 takes a lot of picking yourself up, dusting yourself off, and saying, "Do I really want to do this? Yeah. <laughs> Should I get but a real not, job?" Just tell us a bit about your music that you're doing now with these bands, because you told me you've got two two bands. You're wanting to be one. With just you and the guitar and some backing singers, what what's that one? Well, just... well, basically, what happened is for the for the past few years, I've been trying to consolidate all my songs under one artist heading of just my name, Nat Osborne, and I've been fighting this for a long time, which is the fact that I just write in way too many styles and in way too many, um, yeah. you know, 
well, just way too many styles you, to be one artist. And, and, and also you play the, you play the guitar and, and the, the piano, piano and, and you sing. Yeah, right, so it's, yeah. And I also find that the songs that I write on guitar kind of fit with the other songs I've written on guitar, yeah. but they don't fit with the songs I've written on piano. So recently I've decided that I have to be two artists and I've started a band for all my piano songs and a separate band for all my guitar songs. But this, your piano songs is with like a brass section. Right, a horn and section. A horn section, yeah. So, you, and... so you've got, yeah, so you've got the, you got the sax and the trumpet and trombone and bass and guitar and drums and you right. singing and playing the piano. And what's the other, what's the other band? The other ensemble. Because I've not seen this one. The other ensemble is uh, myself, um, Amy, who is uh, one of one of the songwriters in this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's sings with me. Um, she, yeah, she's an amazing voice, incredible voice. And yeah, it's it's that's that's one of the kind of people that you just want to say, I don't want to sing with you. I'll just let you yeah, do all the singing. Yeah, it's a little tough sometimes to be like, just be like oh, you sh- I'm just going to sit out this duet. Yeah. You're just going to you just you, you just do the duet. I'll just play the piano. Yeah, yeah, I'll just sit back and you sing. So. I know it's just amazing. She was because she wasn't there on that first like two Wednesdays ago, mm-hmm. but last Wednesday she came along. And again, I was never quite sure what, you know, what it was because I'd not met her before right. and I'm not sure if the other people, and she just played and she was just strumming and she sang this song because, yeah, yeah, one of the songs that I, I sang, I said, well, this is just, two, this has only got two chords because I was actually, in, I remembered it from the one that Lyle sang right. before, which was this real, you know, intense breakup song. So I was like, well, I'm just going to sing this song and this, this has only got two chords as well. So right. there you go. And then she was like, oh, I've got a song with just two chords yeah, as well. Yeah. But she, she made it sound so good. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> like, pretty so intense. Pretty, so pretty intense. Yeah. Um, and, and unfortunately, she was kind of holding back. She was like, oh, man, really? living room, I have to hold back. She didn't really. Usually uh, you know, I could, you could sort of see, but loose. even yeah. when she was holding back, her voice had just uh-huh. so much, had so much to it as well. And it, again, it's so inspiring just to, like you say, you want to surround yourself by talented people in this right, way. Right, yeah. That you always want to push. So there's you and her. And she's singing, and, and funnily enough, usually the other backup singer is Lyle. So I'm starting myself with like two just Lyle is awesome. Yeah, the, two, the two of them, just like I'm just in the shadow of the two of them yeah, singing. But and, it's, but and this is you on the guitar as well. I'm playing and, guitar. And yeah. What does Lyle do? Or is he just singing? Lyle just sings. Uh, okay, because um, you don't want to put him on the guitar as well, because otherwise, you know, it's like yeah. Well, and he's he's a similar rhythm guitar player. Yeah, so okay. Kind of be extraneous, but um, and then I have a violinist who I play with who's unbelievable okay. I'm sorry you haven't gotten to meet her yeah well um... um and then a cellist although the cellist often switches I I have a I have a cello curse that I've had placed on me for five years ago and you can't find a, a, a I can a, never keep a cello player it's, it's okay. a cello well curse. maybe maybe it's the cello players it's not you maybe we'll see uh, it's it's literally a curse. I won't go into it, but I, okay. I there's a specific I have a curse <laughs> that has been placed on me. And like for example, recently I met a cellist who is great. You know, became a good friend and a phenomenal player. And really was into the project. And the day of the gig, he was going to play with us. His cello broke. And I was oh, just yeah. like, and I and I said, I said, I said, I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, you've been you're the latest subject of my cello curse. Okay. I'm so sorry. So what did you have to do? Uh, he just didn't play the gig with us. <laughs> oh, wait, so just, it was just guitar, two, three and singers, and a... And I called off the violinist and said, you know what, because the, you know, the string arrangements... Yeah, 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 it has you know, to go together. You have to yeah. go together, so I did, the, I did the show just me and Amy, and it turned out great. It was just a duet, okay. just the two of us. That's, that must have felt a bit weird, because you, you, then that suddenly becomes... It's not like a band anymore. Right, it's, it's now... Right. It's like a duet. It and, is a duet. And, and then it, suddenly mm-hmm. she was... Well, I'm not, I'm not saying how it would have felt, but it's just it would have been a bit weird, because you'd just be... It'll be you on the guitar and then just her, her singing, sitting yeah. on a stool next to you or something. Right, and that's what it was, and it and it turned out and it was it turned out quite well. Um, and and but uh, 
but yeah, so that's 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 the other. So the you've other not just you see, you're not just going for one set of drama. You're going for two sets of oh, drama. There's so much drama <laughs> and two sets of practice schedules and two sets of gigs and uh-huh. two CDs to produce. Absolutely. And but you're happy with that, yeah? I am. I am. I mean, I I still have the CDs to produce. Um, it's it's a lot. It's a lot to do. I put a lot on my plate, but I, I like to have a lot on my plate. So tell us how you did this, because you just told me before that you came and you were working in a restaurant. No, you're working in a, in a, I was, in a yeah, I was bartending at a restaurant. Bartending at a restaurant for a long time, but now you're just concentrating solely on the music. Yeah. What happened is I I I, I live in South Park Slope, which and I worked in Harlem, which is. Uh, about an hour and a half commute on the subway. <laughs> and so I was traveling three hours a day uh, and just losing parts of my life. And yeah. So I, I, but I had a good job and I had a great apartment. I didn't want to lose either of them. So I just, when I realized that all this time that I was being sucked up by traveling and working um, and I was not writing music and not getting things done, I, I, I stopped. I started living kind of like a, as a pauper and, yeah. and, and, Starting, starting to live as if I, I didn't have much money and just started saving money, quit the job, paid a bunch of rent, and then have been doing music since. Um, but also I've been doing film score and working, scoring some some commercials and kind of getting into that world yeah. a little bit. But Because um, you do production work as well. I you're do you're playing me, work, you're yeah. playing me Amy's CD. Well, not her uh-huh. CD, but you're producing Amy's CD. Yeah, we're working. CD, yeah. Amy and I, we're, I'm helping to produce her, her yeah. five-song EP. So yeah, I'm doing some production work, but it's, you know, it's, it's tough. It's, uh, it's tough to make, make a living as a musician in New York, yeah. certainly. Is it working though? Oh, uh, I, are you, I mean, is there any a point when you're like, oh great, I don't need to go like hack into my savings this week or something <laughs> well, like that? You know, I see the light at the end of the tunnel, but I'm not quite there. You okay. know, I'm, I, I'm still living a little bit off the savings and probably going to have to pick up a shift here or there. But you know what? I've got my, I don't have to go back and get a full-time job, which is lovely. Yeah. You know, I can probably supplement. I teach a couple lessons and can supplement here and there. Yeah. But, uh. And and for me, just having the time to do music is the most important thing. Now, I, I've done a few interviews now with this with this podcast, and uh, and it seems that everyone does this kind of thing that they have a job, and then they quit their j- main job to pursue their um, their passion full time or more. Do you regret it, like giving up this job and just concentrating now on the music? Not at all. Not at all. I mean, it's it was nice to be able to go out and buy a nice bottle of wine when I wanted to, yeah. or you know, go out and. You know, because it was funny. I, I I got this job at the at the absolute dip of the recession, and it was a pretty good job. So, uh, all my friends were just just broke as a yeah. joke, and I yeah. was I was out there, and, we're like, and they'd be like, "I have to go home. I can't afford another beer." And I said, "Well, I'll buy you that beer, so you stay out and hang out with and me." That's and, a now, new, and that's a New York yeah, beer. And that's as well, a yeah. New York beer, exactly. So, but now it's now it's flipped around. Now it's like, "Well, I got to go home. I can't afford another beer." <laughs> so, so it's uh, oh, that's why you just invite everyone around to your house. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, man, I need to be entertained this evening. Yeah, 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 I can't I'll afford get, to go out. I'll get the guys around. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. But so I'm really glad that's working out. Let's talk a little bit about the production work that you're doing. Though, what what kind of setup do you? Have? I mean, what kind of things you do when you're producing? I mean, you, you go into a studio. There's an engineer there. What 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 kind of things do you do on that side? You know, with the, with the budgets that I'm working on, the projects I'm working on. If I were to go into a studio, that'd be the entire budget. So oh, okay. I've had to learn. I mean, we're in my room right now, and if you look around, I have a drum set, I have a PA, I have a couple microphones, guitars. Yeah, it's quite those. impressive, actually. I've, it's yeah. I've actually I've made it work. I found this apartment. Um, and because this is an interior room as well, which is really right. lucky, because we were just about yeah. to do this um, this interview outside in the living room there, 
and there was and trucks driving I, I, live, it's, it's I live on a junction of four highways yeah yeah it's <laughs> like the bridge comes in and there's you know there's like this main avenue and another yeah, main avenue and then another loud. bridge another bridge going right past as well but so. remarkably you close this door and you can't yeah. hear any of it it's, it's great amazing. yeah, yeah it's so great. that's a bit like my apartment I live in a in the in the Hinterhof apartment which so you go you go off the street through a yard mm. and then you go into my apartment so it's deadly quiet oh, in there it's, it's amazing I mean I don't need it because I don't do a whole lot of you know production work or yeah. like recording work the only time that you can hear it sometimes is uh, is when the U-Bahn goes past but it's sort of like the subway uh, it goes right well, I also live above a subway yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so I have to put got, my low pass filter on yeah just to get, get rid of rumbling them. you know but, but um, yeah, so so it's this is this is a great room. So you're doing a lot of the stuff just done here on on your yeah. On your, I, I just do everything. I do everything here. I mean, luckily enough, with your little with with my laptop and my little uh, little setup, you know. Yeah. It's, but this this day and age, you can do that. You know? I know. It's I because I, I did I mention this to you before that I um I normally produced everything on Cubase and I got myself a Cubase. Oh, Cubase. Did I t- did I tell you this? No. We didn't ah, well, I had the Cubase though. It works with the um. It's uh, for people listening who don't know. Cubase is like a, a music recording sequencing, you know. The first scoring. one I ever got was Cubasis back when I was Cubasis. Like I had that. Years old I had that on that on a on my uh, uh, PC. My first was Windows for Work Groups three point one. It was a three eight six computer. Is going back, and I ran Cubasis on yeah, there as well, Cubasis. and then Cubase VST, and I, and the Cubase is one that I've been using for ages, like since you know since probably ninety six or ninety five mm-hmm. or ninety six. I've been using Cubase, um, so uh, so that's that's cool. But it, the, the more recent ones, you have to have like this dongle, uh, which is a little like a USB key that right, you plug in, that you put in otherwise it doesn't work. And, uh, and otherwise it doesn't work. It's a copy protection thing, and I've been I was using that for maybe a year and a half or something like that, and I was doing production work on it and then I um because I travel a lot I lost it I'd actually oh, put a massive no. key ring on it and I was like I'm never going to lose this massive oh, key ring God. and it was like great and so I never did lose the key ring however the the dongle either somebody took Slip the dongle off, off it or they broke it off or it snapped or something like that and that's it that's like that's like 300 350 euros or something for the right. basic that basic <laughs> dongle and there it was and so this year since that happened it was like back in back in uh, like February or something that happened. I just thought, well, I'll just check out what the latest Garage Band is like. And to be honest, the latest version good, of Garage. Yeah, now it's not just as good, but because there's there's levels of control that it doesn't give you. Right, of course. Like for it's example, yes, yeah, right. it's simplified. But for like ninety percent of what I do, it's fine. Just right. because you know I do have a, a degree in music production, right, so I know right, all the right. I know all the fundamentals. So pretty much anyone could give me any software and just say record this song right. and I could do an okay job with it right. you know it wouldn't yeah. take me too long so just knowing that and knowing which settings or how to use the settings that are there I can get a good result out of it right. it's got to be frustrating for you because GarageBand kind of goes out of its way to take as much possible out of your hands because yeah, it's made I, for kind of a... yeah it is however there is there is I managed to do more stuff in it than I was ever imagined would be possible right. let me put it that way a but lot of the good. settings it sounds a lot of the settings are hidden um no, well, no, I don't think I've shown you anything. Shown you, maybe I was playing something that I didn't. No, I'm saying before. Garage Band. Oh yeah, yeah, it can, I, yeah, it can, it can sound good. I mean, the thing is, now I'm not going to go back to Cubase because I, I'm just going to go to some Logic Audio setup because right. I'm not. I don't want to have to rely on my own capability right. of not losing a dongle and just right. losing money straight away. Absolutely, it'll mean that none of my old files are compatible. But to be honest, right. if I'm going to do anything now. 
I'd probably just re-record it anyway. Right. I mean, there's, I don't think there'd any be re any reason for me now and to go Logic's back to Ulfa. I run Logic. Oh, you run Logic. Yeah, yeah, Logic is great. Logic has allowed me to do what I want to do. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I want. So uh, Garage Band doesn't. Logic will will do no problem at all. Um, but uh, anyway, I can't remember what was good. Oh yeah, yeah. Your set, like you're saying, your setup that you can do now. Even like I'm saying, even with the free software which comes with a MacBook right, or, a, yeah. or or any kind of Mac is is good enough to get pretty much professional results out of it, you know. If you know how to use it. Yeah, if you know how, yeah, well. it always comes down to knowing how to use it, but I was really surprised actually how capable it was yeah. for the things that I wanted to do on it. Where, uh, so I'll see how it goes. Before I got now. Logic, I was running GarageBand for a little bit, and then I was always impressed, because I'd run Pro Tools before that, and yeah. I just got so frustrated. I, I did Pro Tools at, I used Pro Tools at university, mm -hmm. and as I was using it, I was, I was because I was so used to using Cubase at the mm -hmm. time, they had Logic as well, like some version, earlier versions of Logic as well, that was the main thing that they used, and then they had a Pro Tools setup as well, um, but I I could never leave Cubase behind, and Pro right. Tools for me, I was just looking at it going, there's no re why do I need right, all and this? At a certain point, it is what, it's just what you're more comfortable with is yeah. what's going to be better. Yeah, because you, you play it like a musical instrument. Once yeah, you get it there, you, you can, you're comfortable in it, and you right. can be creative with it in a way that you can be with a, a guitar. Right, and then someone gives you a bass guitar, and you're like, oh, I'm not so sure. And then someone gives you a 12-string, and you're like, actually, this isn't. Someone gives you a yeah, slide guitar, yeah. and you're like, these are all guitars, but, you know. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, totally, exactly. Yeah. And it's funny how something like losing losing the dongle will 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 change your your your, yeah, your path. It does. I've I've done more like more poppy productions now. Right, because with more auto because there's auto tune yeah, easy auto tune in there, you know, like completely limited. But actually you just pull that slider up and you get auto tune. Right. And that yeah. really made me want to create sort of Lady Gaga esque <laughs> pop tracks, you know. <laughs> right. With with like more you know, more of that kind of tone, which is great in a way. It, 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 you know it's it's funny, I had a similar kind of similar situation when I was eighteen years old I left my electric guitar at a gig, didn't have the money to buy a new guitar, so I just started writing exclusively on piano and acoustic guitar and I've done that ever since. Yeah. Because when I was from about sixteen to eighteen I was playing a lot of electric guitar and starting to write more rock and roll songs and I left I lost my guitar, I left it at a gig. And then it just <laughs> and it's completely Changed the way that I have it's made me the musician I am today. I don't really yeah. play much electric guitar. Yeah, I play acoustic. No, and I, I don't. Play piano. I don't. I mean, I ha had an electric guitar like yourself, but you yeah. know, I I just moved on to acoustic. The weird thing is, is because I've been traveling, I'm working a lot on cruise ships. They always have like grand pianos sitting around, right. so, and no guitars sitting around because oh, no, musicians don't leave their guitars sitting around, so I can't right. play then. So it's been really fun this year because I've been like, right, I'm going to write a song this month. I've often been writing the song on a piano. But I don't have a piano at home. I just have a keyboard. Right. And now I really want a piano at home. Right. You know. Oh, I would <laughs> so, for a real piano. so I mean, I have space for a real piano. I have money to buy one. But again, it's one of those things. that's like, if I'm going to buy one, I'd probably just get like a more of a MIDI keyboard. You yeah, know, like yeah, a, a weighted yeah. key keyboard or something like that. Well, I um, you should check out my piano. It's a great, yeah, yeah, great, great, there. great piano. But that was really weird. Playing, writing a song on a on a piano, getting home, getting up my keyboard, going, oh, no, I don't like playing this, and then learning the song again on the guitar and then recording it, you know, just videoing myself for YouTube with the, with the, and then playing it on the guitar. So it's almost like right. I've got two songwriting phases, one mm -hmm. where I get all the musical ideas on the keyboard and then move across to the guitar mm -hmm. to actually finish off the songwriting part of it where, yeah. you know, I've already got all the melodies and in place. We talked about this the other night and how I was saying I struggle when I, when I 
when I travel with just a guitar because I can't lug a piano with me when I when I travel. <laughs> you need a key majority, <laughs> you know, at least half of my songs are on yeah. piano, and I try to translate. They just do not translate at all. Yeah. So it's good, great for you that you've been able. Well, to, translate. to be honest, it's like I can play in way more keys easily on a piano than yeah. I can on a guitar because on the guitar, you know, there's like the, the you sort of get to know the chords. <laughs> yeah, yeah, camera, yeah, yeah, you can do that. But then it's yeah, you're just changing the key. So that's really strange that I come up with lots of musical ideas on a piano, right. and then I'm like, right now on the guitar. And I'm like, I, I'm not really good at B flat. My yeah, yeah, <laughs> so no, it's like, hurting my wait fingers. a second, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm doing this, yeah. So it's great, but it's okay actually because I find that I got these different musical ideas that I have on a guitar, which I really enjoy. And then I go right now to play them on the piano, and I don't even know what key they're in because I've learned them right. on the guitar, just what sounds nice, and on this part of the board. And then I'm thinking, is this is this a D? And then I yeah. like pick up a guitar and go. What are these notes that I'm playing? There's a few songs that I've written in that way, which it's tough. I I often change the tuning on my guitar, and I have no idea what I'm what I'm yeah. playing at that point because I'm not even. I have no idea what the notes are. You know. Yeah. Well, tell you what, we've been we've been talking like 50 minutes now. Do you mind? Wow. Would you mind playing some live? Because I'll probably I'd have probably in the editing. Sure. People have already heard maybe a song like from your website or something that I'll put on at the beginning. But let's hear hear something from you. Uh, sure. Now you need your cover, don't you? I'm going to grab it. Yeah, I think I know what it is. It's actually right in the, the top pocket. Right? Oh, I'll get it. I'll put it for you. Oh, just knock the power out. It's okay. So just talk a little bit about this song, or if you've got anything to say about it. I'm trying to figure out what song I'm going to play. Oh, okay, but it's definitely with a cover. Yeah, I tend to write a lot with cable. Um, I'll do, I'll do a song... This is a song called Walls. Walls. And I wrote it when I was spending a lot of time. I'd just gotten back from this trip to Ireland. I was talking about and I was living at home with my parents and I was spending way too much time inside and just kind of sick of staring at walls. <laughs> so I wrote a song called Walls. Okay, great. What if these four walls have 
Nice. Thanks a lot, Matt. That's a fantastic way, I think, to, to, to end this discussion. Anything else that you want to say just to finish up here? Because this has been really good fun. It's exactly yeah, what I, just, I just want to thank you. It's been great meeting you the last two weeks and hanging out. And I'm sorry yeah. you're headed back to... Uh... Well, I'm, to that's the, that's I'm next uh, next Monday. I'm heading off, so I've got like seven days from All today. Right. So I'll I'll definitely come along and uh, and uh, well, I'm sure I'll see you. Like yeah, I say, well, these other gigs yeah. at the weekend and things well, like Saturday, that. Well, Saturday we should go to yeah. Spetters and then Lyles. Well, yeah, yeah. Where you play? Yeah, I'm thinking about showing up. Yeah, yeah. 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 You think about showing up. <laughs> oh yeah, just to finish off, like because we were just talking about bands and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you just a bit, a little bit about your future plans. I mean, you got these two bands going on, mm-hmm. like, and you're also playing with other people and helping other people out with the production. And just, to, just talk a little bit about the future. I mean, what is, like, what would be the best. Uh, outcome, you know, the dream <laughs> outcome for, for well, Nat Osborne, well, superstar. <laughs> well, the um, the plan, and hopefully we'll say, you know, yeah. which the plan hopefully will be the best outcome, is to keep working with both these bands, finish the album that I've been working on for two years, which <laughs> pertains yeah. more, more to the kind of pump, pump, pop funk jazz band, yeah. which is the one you saw on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's amazing stuff. Uh, well, thank you. Um, that band's going to put out a record, and... Um, tour in support of that and then the folk group were kind of kind of on the underground and the sly like oh you know this this uh, there's also this going there's also here. this going you, on you want that sort of word of mouth yeah, stuff exactly, yeah exactly exactly I've actually had this thought and this is a stupid shoot yourself in the foot thought but I thought it'd be quite cool to record that acoustic band only um, uh, on tape all analog and then release it only on vinyl so it'd be totally like old school, like 1960. The thing is, the thing is, someone will just rip it to an MP3. Yeah, and exactly. Then, someone and then everyone, everyone, just, everyone yeah. will just download it. And right. so, I mean, it's a nice idea, but in the end, 
it's just one of those, one right. of those weird things Financially, now. it makes no sense yeah, because it's going to cost a but lot. But the point is you never do these kind of things just with finance in mind. Like, right, cause of if, course. Because if people just wanted to make money, they would all become lawyers and doctors right, and accountants. Exactly, you know? exactly. So I thought that would be a cool idea just kind of for the novelty of it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, kind of have this old, old acoustic you know, folk-esque band and have everything just be... But really, really what you want to be doing is just supporting yourself with these two bands. Just kind of having these bands yeah. and make, you know, make a name for themselves and myself and maybe continue to do some film score work yeah, and yeah, some, yeah. some, you know, commercial work. But ideally, I'd love to take one or both of these bands on the road and travel and hopefully... My, my goal ever since I was 10 years old was to tr travel the world and play music. Yeah. I've, I remember being in, in Europe when I was young and saying, I just need to come back here and play music. Yeah. Well, you should do. So, next time, next time you're over in Europe, whatever happens, you should let you drop know. by Berlin. I would love to. I'd love to come check by Berlin. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, Nat. That's Thank been fantastic so much, talking to you. Yep. Great talking. Okay. Let's stop this.